Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung. Class is now in session. Process it. There's a lot to process. Today I'm going to be talking about the show My Liberation Notes. It is a Korean drama written by Park Hae-young. She wrote the very uh, well-received Korean drama My Mister. This show, My Liberation Notes, is... I mean, Walter Hong and I talked about it a little bit before I had seen the show, but it's what he called a slow burn. This is indeed a very slow burn. It's like, imagine knitting a sweater, knit by knit by knit, thread by thread, needle by needle, you get it done. Every single, every single, you know, knit is a, is a profound thought, a profound original thought. And you have this full sweater and that full sweater is my liberation notes. It is a very original show. I have never seen a show like this. It is highly spiritual. I've never had a spiritual experience with the show. It's like, it's exactly my kind of programming. And I will follow Pak Kyung to the ends of the earth, basically. I mean, if this show were a cult leader, I am there. I am there, I am wearing the hemp dress, drinking the fruit punch, dancing around, okay? I'm doing it blowing the cult leader. I'm doing it, okay? I am fucking in. It is that good of a show. I learned a whole lot while watching the show. I learned about, I don't know, I just, whatever, whatever, whatever thoughts and ideations I've been having the last, the past year and a half, two years, they've been affirmed by this show. It's given me a boost in terms of my confidence, in terms of my faith. It's grounded me deeper. Again, I don't have like one idol or god. I don't have that. I just, my to me, my spiritual uh, guide is is just myself. It's my higher power. It's my inner being. That's what I follow, which I believe is connected to the higher source that you call the great spirit, or you call it the universe. Others call it God, but you know, as you all know, I have a very complicated relationship with the the name God. So I just call it higher power. But in any case, like that's what this show has been like for me and I just learned a whole lot. I learned a lot and I have this really intense, intimate, fun, profound, moving, inspiring conversation with Heian Park. She is a returning guest. She is based in New York. She is an actress. She is a clown. She's a burlesque dancer. She's a web series creator, filmmaker. She's very, very talented, very, very intelligent. You know, just good heart, big heart, compassionate woman. And 
we get it we get into it we talk about my liberation notes for two hours two hours plus so i'm excited to share this episode with you all thank you for accompanying me on my walk and also thank you to those people who responded to my request and emailed me and informed me and gave me feedback on what you guys think about my you know little personal monologues in the beginning of these shows i really really appreciate that feedback it's something i really needed so thank you for that and i will i will keep going with that okay <clears throat> i guess right now right now <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> right now in my pipeline I have a feature documentary that is in the works. It is heavily, heavily in the editing process, heavily in the production process. It's literally like being made as we go. It's like literally today while I was editing, I needed to, I needed to add a shot. So I shot something and then I added it into the editing, you know? And for me, that's part of what makes documentary filmmaking so liberating and free and fun is like, I can do that. I can do that. Whereas with a narrative, it's way harder to do, you know? So anyway, um, a lot is happening, you guys. A lot, a lot is happening. Like yesterday, I wrote a whole uh, short film, a a whole animated short film narrative. And I think it's going to be a TV pilot. Like it is like the juice is on. The juice is gushing. You know what I'm saying? This is damp earth. It is damp, rich soil in the jungle. And I am a giant worm sucking in all the nutrients through my skin and pores. It's it's sick and intense. It's amazing. Feel it. I'm feeling it. I'm in the gush. I'm in the juice. All right, you guys. Let's talk to Heian Park. You're blonde too. Yes, two natural blondes. Sitting in front of each other, next we're, to each other. We're both blonde. Oh my god! I love it. I love your haircut. It's amazing. It's yeah. I've been growing it into a mullet. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I you know every summer I get the desire to shave it all off. Yes. Yes. But my mom this time her plead, she was like, "This is my only wish for the rest of my life." <laughs> you not shave your head so i'm trying to do it out of kindness for my mother okay. you're trying to yeah. you're trying to honor that and you're trying to honor your own self by yeah, getting this so wild ass it's a yeah. wild cut i like it <laughs> i dig it how are you how's your day going i'm good my day's productive so far <laughs> you know d- d- did laundry that's big right and um i I'm, I'm working on a feature documentary right now, and I is edited. Is it the one, one that's? Is it the one that's? Um, no, the the one you have one that's in festivals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is it's a different not, one. It's a different one because that's mm-hmm. already in festivals. So that's finished. Okay. This one, this one, uh, it's in production now. So I, I I edited one sequence today, and I wrote one short like animated, uh, film, like in like one hour real fast so oh you are on fire because i i'm i have yet to read your clown short film script yeah please check yeah. that out i want to i want to get your yeah. input on it because yeah. you know i i know you've you've performed in you know as clown before and, a little bit. 
yeah but it still counts right like i think clown i think clowning is um it takes a lot of uh vulnerability and bravery so you know you have experience in that so i'd be interested in your input um yeah i i also i took a clown my first clown class ever last sunday yeah how was it it was really great it's the theme was tragic clown and mm. it's taught by david bridal he's uh one of the founders of the la clown school and nice. he studied with uh felipe golier in paris france that big, That's a big famous name yeah the clown person so he he's got pedigree you know what i mean and like you know i'm i'm korean i'm into that i'm into that shit <laughs> you know I yes like it. Also, you have you you have like um you have some street creds in the academic world so i feel like yeah it's, it's so, important yeah, yeah i keep my eyes out for it yeah and he teaches at usc i think he teaches like dramatic theater or something but anyway um i was nervous about it because it was like a very packed class like over 20 people i was like oh how do i feel about this uh, you know because yeah, i'm a stand-up and stand-up we do it alone and then we just like we just disappear like you know we don't talk to audiences anyway this was more intense like that um but he was very nice and he was like asking me how did you come to this class i was like oh, i have a lot of clown friends and i felt like right now the time is right he's like okay mm. and then at the end of the fellowship it was like a, i mean the fellowship the workshop it's a four-hour workshop it was so intense yeah, it was an intense one it was intense and then at the end of it he was like oh i think i thought you did beautiful work today and you know like you belong you definitely belong and i was like oh mm. thank you and then there was this moment where like uh, I left my water bottle in there so I had to go back to class and all the lights were off and it was only him and me and I got my water bottle and as I was leaving he said to me I love your work but I pretended not to hear him and I ran away I ran <gasps> away that's I your mom maybe that did that got really shy and ran away no, no, I feel like my, well, it is, yes, because the, my clown is the opposite of me, the, the, the vulnerable me, like, mm. I'm, I'm like that, I don't, I can't accept compliments, I can't accept, like, nice, I can't accept sympathy, oh my god, that's another thing, I can't accept, like, sympathy when somebody's being sympathetic, I can't accept mm. compliments, I run away, I fucking hate it, Ugh. but my clown mm. self would have been, um, you know, more like aggressive about that. Like, I, you know, the past week I realized like my clown is like the white clown. Like she's very dominant, know-it-all, aggressive, you know, questioning everything yeah. like that, you know? So and, how would your clown respond to a, to, um, to a compliment, for example, like kind of denying it? No, it would have been like, it would have been like, damn right. Like, of course you love it. It's me. Yeah. It's me. That's why you love it. You yeah. don't love anything I do. It would have been like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was, you know, scared and I ran away. And and this Sunday, because it's my second class this Sunday, and then it's over. I, I want to tell him, like, I heard you that day, but I ran away because I was vulnerable, and I want to talk to yeah. him about it. Yeah. Um, do you um, struggle with that, like vulnerability at all, or compliments? Receiving compliments is that ever a? Like, yeah, a thing there wasn't. Acting class I took years ago with my mentor, Deborah Kampmeyer, and she, after everyone would do their scene work, she would have a sit in front of her. And before she gives her feedback, she would have everybody give feedback. And mm -hmm. it was very like peer 
feedback. So um, she didn't allow people to like give critique. It was more about like what kind of characters they saw, what they liked. And people nice. had the hardest time just sitting still and receiving <laughs> it. And she was very, very like gung-ho on no, don't nod, don't say thank you, just sit your ass down and receive it. Oh. So many people struggled with it. I struggled with it too. But I think that practice kind of made me better at it. Um, you know, there's always like, no, 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 actually you're wrong. Like there's that internal dialogue that it wants to pop out. But yeah, I struggle with it. I struggle with sympathy too these days. Like mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. I mean, a nice segue into my liberation note would be mm -hmm. that in that club in the show, mm -hmm. the, the liberation club, yeah, and one of the rules. Work. Right? Yeah, the rules is no, mm -hmm. how would you say it? No sympathy, no, no sympathy. advice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so refreshing. But yeah, there's something that like puts me at, out of control when I'm in my clown. Mm. That's very like, just like not, not knowing what, what's going to come out, like what, how loud I'm going to be, like. Yeah. There's um the wild self, the wild self. Yeah, yeah. The and wild you. The wild me. That's usually that I think in my everyday life there's there is constant fear of like too much of it coming out. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And and as as Korean women, it's like what are we told when we're, you know, growing up? It's like when an adult compliments you, what do you say? When they give you a gift, when they give you a gift, you have to refuse it. Yeah. It's like the culture that we were bred into. And also as women, as young girls, we were told to be quiet. Like, yeah. Qu don't yeah, talk, even don't be like, loud. I, I remember seeing people, other like girls or women be criticized. I myself too, be being criticized by like some adult because of how loud we would laugh. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. another big thing like it's so I insane. find myself sometimes like judging other people when they oh. have that like big large like beautiful laugh so it's that that shift conditions in you but that's yeah cool. everything is small like take yeah. up small less space therefore less like make your body small everything yeah. is just smaller yeah put it so down. to go from that to like ah like yeah yeah of course yeah of course our clown will then be fucking wild and crazy like yeah i'm realizing my clown is so loud she's loud as hell she screams a lot she's like Powerful. she's joyful you know she's joyful but she's also a know-it-all but she's got fire too like when she wants to spit fire she will like mm -hmm. i i was it was like such an interesting exploration i took mm -hmm. this class specifically because i was struggling with uh finishing my book and I was like, I have to, like, my memoir book, my K-drama school memoir book, because I've been oh. pitching it to agents, and they're all like, this is very liter like, very academic, and you say you're a comedian, but it's not funny, and, you know, your, your voice is not in there. Where are you? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm timid. I have to suppress my voice. Even in academia, they do that. They tell you to squash your voice, squash you, get get rid of you, make it just an argument, just turn it into an argument, get rid of you. So I took the, the clown class specifically to see, seek through that. But I'm finding that, you know, I'm tapping deeper and into my wildness. And when I do, right, 
and I'm sure you've experienced this when you're on stage as clown or when you're acting, you know, when you're in flow, but it's like, I have full alignment when that happens, full Mm. alignment. And I could just say things without, without like question, it flows out. And I, I went on like a, like a 40 minute narrative tirade on Tuesday. It was just like all just flowing real fast. Everything was this was in the clown class no no this was just like Mm -hmm. on my own walking around (laughs) walking around yeah exploring it see that this clown that you're describing like in your stand-up comedy clips too yeah very like power like Uh yeah there's like almost a a priest like you know like those like big big churches yeah. where the priests are like super performative like yeah yeah, yeah absolutely like, i see that in your mm-hmm. comedy but yeah. um isn't that so interesting i feel like you know there i don't know if you know this korean monk i know of the name yes yeah yes. he's kind of a celebrity yeah. um monk and he does these q a's and lately he's been doing them on online and I don't know. I find him refreshing because like whenever there are people like parents of queer people that come to him, like asking questions, what to do, he like is very woke. Mm -hmm. Like I think we need more religious leaders in South Korea to be able to give that perspective of like, yes, there are queer people. Yeah. They're like, he kind of breaks it down. And like, so I really appreciate him that way. And I don't know when I listen to his teaching, so much of it is about, there is no us. There right. is no us. Uh-huh. But in order to get to that point, I think we can't skip the point where it is. Yes, we have to claim us. Got to acknowledge it. Yeah, and we. I think so many of us get ha- get that skipped in our childhood. We're not yeah. allowed that space to like me, me, uh-huh. me, me, me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ignored yeah. and and told be quiet. Like ignored right. a lot of the time. I'm sure you've dealt with something like this. Let's say like you drew a picture or, you know, you drew a picture, bring it to your mom. Like, did she ever like celebrate it? You know, like my mom never did. She would look at it and sigh deeply. That's what she oh would do. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like uh, I was like, after I did my little like clown tirade monologue thing, I started to feel immediate shame bubble up, like regret. Oh. Was oh. bubbling up and i was like why why do i feel this right now and it was the inner choir the the inner bullies that i've you know uh absorbed over the years when i was a child like you know people looking at me when i express myself artistically or creatively they'd be like what you think you're funny why are you so loud what you think you're a good singer what you think you're cute what you think you're what you think you're good at this yeah why don't you be quiet yeah. why are you so loud why don't you shut up why are you so obnoxious? And like, that was like bubbling up. And, and I was like, starting to doubt the thing I just had. I was like, oh, maybe it was, maybe it was a manic episode. Maybe it was a manic episode. And maybe I was just being crazy and delusional. And then I had therapy and my therapist goes, no, that thing that you call an episode was the real you. That was, that's the default you, the cure joy-filled happy aware mindful present Uh aligned being higher being was coming out that is the real you and the regret and shame you feel afterwards is the memories that you have 
Mm. But just know that they're just memories and they're not real people who are actually a true threat to you in any way. And I was like, thank you so much for saying that. (gasps) That's a good therapist. Dude, my therapist is amazing. Really? That's great. Have you been working with them for a while? Yeah, about Mm. three years now. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's really great. But uh, okay, when you when you do clown though, um, like, do you do you know what's gonna come out, or do you just kind of like trust and go with it, or like, are you fearful of what she might say or do, or or I, I don't know, like, how do you? What's your clown? I guess describe describe them to me. Yeah, I I named my clown Ancient Toddler. Oh, that's right. Because she's like very childish, still in that child brain. But there are moments of like a very like ancient wisdom. Uh, Um, I feel the most of myself when I can be a child. Like that is when I am the most, when I'm having the most fun. It's when I'm able to just crack childish poop jokes and even my like, sexual kind of jokes tend to be very childlike mm-hmm. and um so yeah i think it's been a while now since i've done clown but the way i learned clown from um from my mentor deborah too this was in an acting class was um creating like a a little act that has beginning middle end and mm-hmm. the clown she would tell us to pick a clown that is something that is a an aspect of us either that we really love about ourselves or hate about ourselves. Oh, and yeah, I think I do. I have in the past, like struggled with that part of me, like, God, why am I so childish and vulgar? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I, so yeah, the, the, this, the ancient toddler is very sweet yeah. and crass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I know that I have a sweet demeanor. Um, I used to get a little offended when people would call me sweet. Like, oh, I'm so much more than that. But I Aww. think the sweetness is kind of a, I don't know, like a, a persona that I maybe was born with or like yeah. felt like was the safest mask to have. The sweetness but, um, was but Also, there is like such a joy of I love, I think, less so nowadays, but like earlier on, it, I was so... I would get such a high by shocking people, especially people that I know are more conservative than me or- I know know, the feeling. I do it all the time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was always that like childlike, kind of like childlike fear that, oh, am I I crossing the line just barely? Yeah. Even if it's just barely, am I crossing it or not? Um, So yeah, what was your question again? I was asking yeah. you to describe your clown, and I think that's clown a good description. And, yeah. Um, I did. I created some of the acts where, like, the joke of is it is that ancient toddler doesn't know about masturbation, but like discovers masturbation on stage. Oh, so, yeah, I think I've seen that, it. You wear like a merkin, yeah. right? Like a like a vagina. Yeah, wear like a vagina puppet and like simulated masturbation um yeah 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 there was something like i wanted to show that like i wanted to be actually like long and lengthy and like and i think (laughs) in order to like in order to um overcome the time of it like that i am worthy of desire and um 
Yeah, sexual explosion. <laughs> and pleasure. And pleasure. Yeah, and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when, yeah, I remember that, um, like, the image of it, or there was, like, a short video of it. I remember seeing it. I was like, this is awesome. Because that is actually how people discover masturbation. They figure it out, like, accidentally, usually when they're quite young. Because, yeah. you know, like, all children go through that phase where they're playing with their genitals. And then at a certain point, you're like, oh, wait, this is actually, at a certain point, you re- you're like, this is different. This is a different sensation now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so there is something very, like, pure about that act that's also very honest, and that's also very uh-huh. uncomfortable. It's, like, in, their, in the audience's yeah. spaces, but it's also, like, yeah. confronting them with their memory and their subconsciousness, uh-huh. and it's also, like, why are you afraid of this? You know? Yeah, why? Why were my fear was that I would look, I would be too gross. But then I'm like, yeah, why? Why are you grossed out? And if you are, be grossed out to the fullest. Yeah, that was driving like heart. That yeah. was, yeah, it was. I, I was obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. My biggest fear was that my mother would see it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but believe it or not, I did share a little bit with my mother. Oh, I really? showed her a video of it last year when I was living with her. And oh, and her reaction was interesting. She was like, because we, like, throughout the last couple of years, like, we have been mm-hmm. just going deeper and into yeah. our understanding each other and just mm-hmm. sharing more um, details of our lives. But, yeah, she said something about, oh... I, I think she thought that I was doing it to make money, literally. Oh. And like, you barely got paid at the shows. It was for an artistic yeah. fulfillment, but she couldn't yeah. grasp that. So she was like, oh, I'm sorry you had to like do even the this kind of a thing to survive in New York. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. That is Does your clown have a name? Right now, it's just tentatively professor, or um, I did. I actually did a like a TV gig uh, last month, and um, my title was Doctor Grace. And oh yeah, why not just why not just Doctor Grace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just be Doctor Grace. Yeah, I love that. that. Doctor Grace. Yeah could just be Dr. Oh my God. And that goes with that. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Yeah. I got to figure out like a costume though. That's still Uh kind of in the works, but my friend was like, maybe glasses. I was like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Glasses. Um, like a, what kind of professor do you think she is? Like kind of a sexy dominate, dominating energy. She, she, she's aggressive and, goofy like she's not that slick there's nothing sophisticated about her uh-huh. you know you almost think she's a bum it's like she's a stupid she's a stupid bum like you could not take her seriously at all because she's dressed it like in such a down way she's dressed so down like tracksuit kind of thing or a cotton tibetan pants or something like that and it's like what the hell kind of professor are you you know but when yeah. she starts, when she starts dropping knowledge, it's like profound. It's like, yeah, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. But but she doesn't do it that often, you know. 
like every once in a while like like one of the things that i was saying i was like why do i wear sunglasses why do i wear sunglasses i'm afraid of you i'm afraid of you don't look at me i don't want you to look at me you know <laughs> don't look at i don't want you to look at me i have to wear sunglasses and protect myself it was, it was like <laughs> It was like that, you know. So it's like profound, but it's like 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 weird and like uh-huh. maybe maybe a little creepy, you know. Yeah. Like a witch. She's like a witch. You would think that she she lives in a dark apartment with a lot of cats and a lot of dogs, but mm. but when you get to know her, she has zero cats and zero dogs. She doesn't have any cats or dogs. You she know? has like a a ton of diplomas. Just a shit ton of degrees. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's like, like, like as soon as they think that they have her figured out, it's like no. It's like she changes. Something about her changes. Like it's like oh, like I thought I had you figure out. It's like no, changes, changes. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, like an onion peeling it down. Like an onion. Like wow, a I'm so um, I feel onion. very inspired that you are like really finding your truth through this clowning thanks yeah thank you because it was so fun it's been it's been a long time coming i think because i've been admiring clowns from a distance for a long time i even write about clown philosophy in my doctoral dissertation when i talk about that show muan dojan muan dojan is 100 clowning right because they say it's it's a dojan but they're never going to yeah. meet their goal, but they're going to try their hardest no matter what. They that's that's clowning 100%. So I wrote about the tenets of clowning in my dissertation a lot and I was admiring it from a distance, but like to dive in and to actually do it, it was like it was a little bit it took a bit of a push and you know, the agent's harsh criticism was like the thing I needed in order to push me into the clown world and I'm glad I did it. But uh, yeah, and thanks for telling me about your clown. I know, I know how much your clown was, uh, you know, an influence for you when you were making your web series. You know, like yeah. all of your, like the Heyun series and the the Brooklyn, you know, PI is it Brooklyn PI, BKPI. Yeah. Like I know how both of them has your ancient toddler character at the center of it, and yeah. um, it informs everything in those shows. Totally. So I, I know how, how close your clown is to you. But yeah, we need to we need to get into Hebangichi. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. Well, first of all, in honor of Hebangichi, I have this big ass bottle of <laughs> I have do you remember that scene where Mijang and Kushi um are uh-huh. eating mandu? Yeah. So I make some mandu. Oh yeah. yes. So nice. <laughs> I just I mean, we, I like you, we were texting and I had mentioned this, like, and you just right away said that this is your favorite show in the last 10 years. It's one of the best, one of the greatest, one of the greatest. Tell, tell, tell me what about it? Like you loved it. It's, it almost feels like a cosmic kismet moment for me to be watching this show right now, because since last year, I've been getting deep into the 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 hoo-hoo the woo-hoo shit like the law of attraction stuff uh-huh. the the manifestation stuff i've been getting into i like i've been studying it actually i, be, I became a student of it because i'm a fucking dork and i've been reading all the books reading all the books listening to youtube stuff you know um 
accompanying it with my meditation, accompanying uh-huh. it with my journal. I did Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. Okay. I read, you know, Clarissa Pinkola Estes's book, The Women Who Run With the Wolves. And it's like all these books that I read and the studying that I did, it's like as if it led me up to this point, as if to prepare mm-hmm. me. It's like that was like the prerequisite that I had to do to watch this show and understand what the fuck is happening fully with clarity. And it was wow. stunning. It was stunning because I'm like, this writer knows what the fuck is up. She gets it. She like, she's operating on a higher consciousness kind of level that, you know, that I'm trying to get to that. Maybe I already am, you know, coexist co-creating in and you know operating under and it's like she and she's a korean drama writer lady and she did it and i was like this is so it's yeah it's like one of those cosmic things that's Uh why that's why it blew me out of the water because mi jung that character that's what she's doing and uh yum chung is that is that his name what's his face changi Changi yeah. is also also doing that. He says, like, you know, yeah. it's kwaha, right? It's science. I hate yeah. her, so of course she hates me, you know, or I whatever whatever I feel, I'm attracting. You know, whatever I do, I will be I will be at fault for it, or I will be responsible for it. And and Bijang says the same thing, right? She's like, Of course my boss hates me. I All hate right, him. On this block right now. Okay, they're gonna pass. <laughs> music Um, yeah it's like it's like she she says you know i built my life around this one hatred that i have or this one fear that i have you know so of course that's gonna be bothering me all the time i'm gonna be reminded of of it all the time but i was just like yeah you know and there there were so many instances like that in this show right like there were a lot of cosmic moments in this show these characters would like wax poetic philosophy and that shit is just like oh my god are people hearing this <laughs> are, are, this is our like this is like spiritual teachings and i as somebody who you know does often get deeply depressed i think she her the characters she writes yeah just have such a deep understanding mm-hmm. of how abysmal things can be and I, so that's why some of my friends who I like would like kind of like intimate, like force them to mm. watch and they're like, oh, it's a little too depressing for me. They don't get it. I understand it. But for me, it's like, no, it's actually very uplifting. I was like blasted out of the water watching this shit. I was like, this is an amazing show. I felt so uplifted yeah. as well. Yeah. And excited. I was like, I was like all fired up. I was like, I can't Ugh. believe this is a Korean drama. It's so good. I am so honored good. that this writer's name is very similar to mine. Hey yeah. Young. Yep. Young. Um, yep. I'm in the middle of watching her previous series, My Mister. You've never seen that before? No. <gasps> it is such a good show. It is it good. Is it's such a good show. A little more grayer than my liberation note. It's but bleak. I still like these it's the same philosophy, and I like I find myself oh, trying there. to like Oh my god is there like growth in her thought process since that and in my liberation no but um so the stakes good. are the stakes are higher in my mister 
stakes are higher and yeah. uh you know some of the some of the drama is a little bit more serious you know uh yeah. but like both in both shows my mister and my liberation notes um there's that spirituality as you mentioned in my liberation notes like there's a catholic dude right he goes to seongdang regularly you know yeah. the the father of the single father guy who's dating um, yes yes the, the, the oldest daughter kijong kijong he's dating kijong yeah. so he goes to seongdang regularly and uh in my mister you you see buddhist uh philosophy like just embedded in there it's like the blueprint of that show buddhism is mm. the blueprint of that show and i love that so much because it's like you know i mean i was raised protestant i think you were also influenced by christianity growing up right on and off but um, on and off oh, okay my parents were what they would what we would call um casual christians <laughs> okay okay see okay then that's a little better because it's a little less oppressive i was like my dad became like a born-again fundamentalist christian after his dui when i was six years old and so it was kind like i have a lot of spiritual trauma in my life and a lot of like you know the the in, inner choir of bullies that i was telling you about earlier that yeah. that percolates up okay that's from church it's like church on the church teachers church pastors um like it's from them for the most part because yeah. it's a korean american church you know it's a community yeah. and they just they lack boundaries and so anyway um i yeah because That's i grew up with that, that my mister there's a buddhist monk in the story and if you yeah. notice mr gu yeah they don't really address it but in the mm -hmm. For the beginning first mm -hmm. episode, few episodes, he's always wearing a cross necklace. Yes, he has it the whole time. Yeah, he has it the whole time. Like, and it's like, what what's about? his deal? What's his fucking that? Guy? First of all, can I tell you something? Explain it too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he remains kind of like this mystery guy, like all throughout. Yeah. Um, but I was so turned on by Ku. I was like. Daddy, fucking pull my hair and Ooh. come all over my back right now. Like, do it. Like, fucking jizz all over my face. It's okay. Fucking do it. I, I wanted this guy so badly. I'm like, this guy is so toxic, and he's such an asshole, and he's so fucked up, and he hates himself, and he is such an alcoholic, and he is so, you know. But at the same mm -hmm. time, because he's so quiet and like there's this you know stern reserved kind of you know tense like he's holding shit in kind of thing like that wow. quality i was like so turned on by it <laughs> and that's so interesting what about I... you were, were you not attracted to him at all i well first of all i was like i love his acting oh my god yeah and the character i didn't feel that attracted to the character i w i was more if anything attracted to like nijong like oh, but then again like i mean yeah. the two of them together was just it made me want to talk less because <laughs> like, they he, he barely they barely mix words and the 
first, I would say six, seven episodes. Yeah. And it's so, mm -hmm. it, you know what it made me think, like the way she talks, mm. I feel, and I think this is something that's conditioned as a, a female person, like, like, I feel like when somebody is saying something to me, I have to like react immediately. Yeah. Or yeah. even just like, yeah, I have to, but, but then That's like, yeah. actually the way Kushi just processes conversations, he like hears something. I want to take my time more like, and that was very sexy. Oh yeah. 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 It does glorify drinking. And I think it is a whole other conversation about like, that is. It's in it's in, in my mister as well. It's in my mister as well. But it's that that's a bigger problem. I talk about it in the fucking book I'm writing. Like South 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 Korea is like sponsored by food corporation conglomerates like like uh, CJ and Lotte, right? CJ mm -hmm. and Lotte they but they're also sponsored by Chinno, which owns, you know, your soju, yeah. the soju that you're drinking, the height beer. And in my mister, there's a lot of drinking between this older male colleague and the younger female temp girl. A lot yeah. of drinking. And it's like, dude, come on. We no, come on. We know better than that. We know, we know what road that leads down to. But they do it. And you're right. It does um it's enabling. It's, you know, it's condoning of that. Mm -hmm. Uh but it's like in I think in my liberation notes though the alcoholism is critiqued because first of all they use the term alcoholic they use yeah. it that yeah. that's new that shit is that's new. very new is that I feel that's very novel in Korean dramas yeah. yeah yeah and you know there it is addressed like visually too with the room full of soju bottles and and then at the end there is a bit of like his his attempt to give it up to overcome it yeah but i also really <sighs> there is something beautiful about like how she's like i'm not going to tell you to stop drinking mm -hmm. but at the same time her presence mm -hmm. her like energy that's brought into his life makes him drink less so there's something about like ah when we want to love somebody I don't can we ever come into it with like hey i'm gonna help you get better i don't think that ever works it never works what she and she wasn't even trying to help him she just said i accept you fully for who and what you are it doesn't matter what your past is i accept you for who and what you are and i am never going to tell you what to do i'm never going to expect things out of you even if you don't respond to my messages i'm not going to get angry you know even if you disappoint me or break my heart i'm just going to say I hope you never catch a cold, you know, yeah. or oh. like just to, just to preserve he was her so love moved for him. By that. He I was, was so like, and, the, and then when he says, you know what, now that I think about it, I never did catch a cold. I was like this fucking show, this fucking show. <laughs> but there was this moment when she's like, um, sometimes like when I want to hate you, I would think to myself like some other guy, you know, yeah. like I, like I would project it onto somebody else instead because I want to preserve my love for you. And I was just like, yeah. oh my God, like what if all of us just operated uh, on that level, you know? Like what if all of us were um, like bold enough and brave enough and radical, radical enough to love somebody to that extent with zero yeah. expectation, 
with zero expectations, with zero oh. request to change and to just be like, you be you and I'll be me. And what she had, instead of worrying about his alcoholism or judging him for it, what she had was full trust in her in herself for loving him and what ends up happening is he has this cosmic moment with the coin in thing and that he gives up drinking right yeah and then oh my god so many things i want to say about them but another thing is when they there's a little break and they meet back again mm-hmm. i think it was episode 14 mm-hmm. he like starts quoting her mm-hmm. like like the words and like they say they don't talk, they they've never spoken too many words to each other but like every single word made that big of an impact to each other um that was just so beautiful now for you i have a question there's i feel like there are three phases of their romance there's the like really barely just like yeah walking by each other and then they're like while they're in sampo that town mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. like um dating and then there's the reunion which part was romantically the most i don't know exciting for you to watch oh my god i guess the the middle part the second part you know when mm. when he when he texts her and says i got some money what do you want to eat you know like the first like he asks his, his her dad he's like can i get your youngest daughter's phone number and he's like what yeah. and he's like yeah like first of all that i was like what a man oh what a man he's gonna go to the dad and be like i want your youngest daughter's number give it to me he's not like oh he's not he's not even that like you know about it he's like give me give me her number and the dad was cool about it too he gives it gives it you know and he knows he knows he knows what's up like he saw his friends like gold watch and he was kind of eyeing it you know he knows what's up but he ultimately i guess his his inner being or his higher power knew and trusted uh kushi and and mijung's higher power and knew that they belonged because he is the same as mijung right as kushi observes you and your dad are the same neither of you know how to fucking stand up for yourselves and i was like oh she fucking throw yeah. me up against the wall. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I mean, do you were you a fan of his work already, or I was this character? Was this character after after I saw this show? I I watched um, uh, Matrimonial Chaos, like Chegoe Ihon with uh, Chakpyeon mm. and Yeel, and, uh-huh. and in that show, fucking Yeel and and Kushi right like Kijong and they're dating they're married in that fucking show so anyway I okay after I saw this show I made a determination like put it in my mental vision board I was like I'm working on a narrative feature right now like or I'm developing it and I have a character in mind for him and 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 Son Sakku the actor Son Sakku he is fluent in English very fluent I mean like he went to school in Chicago yeah and he said he's very sexy when he's acting in english too wait you saw him acting in english yeah because he was in sense eight i haven't seen that show but i saw his clips and like i've seen him like there was a show called he plays like a, a director in that and he does some english lines there oh my god look up to sense eight this one's so cool 
You're gonna, you're gonna I, like, need to. I stopped breathing for a second there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a great, really great actor. Um, that's, actor. yeah, yeah. His, you know, back to the dad, I think trust is such a big thing. It's, it was interesting to kind of compare the parents' relationships to each of their children and, yeah. You know, I think Tungi, the son and the father, the father is actually able to articulate himself the most to the son mm. and they would like butt heads. Right. And I think he like his favorite maybe was Mijong, but like yeah. they just like never talked. Yeah. It's like a quiet understanding. Yeah. Quiet understanding. And I, I loved the father and the mother too, but everybody just, was lovable honestly i i really um, loved the whole family yeah, yeah. let's talk and about the mother a little bit we have to talk about the mother but anyway yeah keep going i want to talk about the mother eventually. also the the commute route that they were on the subway the little maui bus it really like it's i felt that was so brilliant because when i look back at my like some 15 years living in new york i do feel like so tethered to these like subway stations mm -hmm. the walk from one station to another like yes it's i and i i see that in, in my mister too with like the railroad like it's very mm -hmm. local based yeah the walk yeah and um oh. yeah it's 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 got that spatial element it's got that neighborhood like the neighborhood plays a character in both shows yeah you know yeah very very, very much musical. so and um, what I love about that, this, the commute, this longest commute that they have, and I'm sure you feel this during your commutes when it's a long one, that's your meditation time. You know, that's mm -hmm. your quiet time. That's when you become mindful. People who have long ass commutes are mindful people because they're thinking or they're trying to get to a quiet place in their minds or they're giving themselves that quiet space in their minds, right? Yeah. And that's why all three of these people are so fucking spiritually enlightened because they have all this fucking time to <laughs> meditate every fucking day <laughs> of the year, right? Yeah. And, and, and my favorite scene in the whole show was when after Changhee crashes Kushi's car <laughs> and then tell, finally tells him and then Kushi looks at the back and then he puts on his shoes and then starts chasing him and they're running 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 and then the fat guy on the motorbike goes hyung hyung gives him some water and goes chang yeah, yeah. Chang gives him some water and they keep running and they get on the subway and then kushi yes. is on the subway and it's sunset and he finally sees what mijang sees when she's commuting to work every morning <sighs> and i was like i love this scene it's the best scene of the show right oh god it's epic. so good yeah epic epic, epic. epic. like so yeah so much of like the um foreplay of this romance is like just walking down this country's countryside you know street together um oh my god and even that like whole i love tangy's relationship with gu too Kushi, mm -hmm. because so yeah like this it really says something about like our desire to want to connect yeah with with the neighbor with the stranger mm -hmm. that 
her past something romantic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I had I have a big crush on the oldest daughter actress. I think she's just Yo, so she is gorgeous. amazing. And she yeah. she played a very different role in this show, didn't she? From her typical kind of roles, right? She, I haven't seen her in that many things, but she's usually very like fighting and like very urban, like very the modern lady. She no no from the shows that I've seen her in, like she's very very feminine, very feminine mm-hmm. in a soft way. Like uh, uh-huh. I saw her, like well, she, we saw her in Matrimonial Chaos, right? She's so mm-hmm. passive, so reserved, so you know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I saw her in the movie by Na Hongjin, Yellow Sea. She plays like the the sexy like um, femme fatale woman that yeah, like all yeah. these men wanna fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in Tokebi Goblin. She played the red. Whoa. She was dressed in red, and she was that old granny lady. Um, oh, but she, she always played like a very hyper sexualized, hyper feminized role. But in this show, she gets a weird pama and she's upset about it. You know, she gets yeah. her eye. Th- she's she's so insecure about her looks and her age and the fact that she's single, right? Yeah. And it's like she's showing it all she's like why why does yeah. my boss give me any fucking lotto tickets what's with that yeah. what why not me why does he cross me like why does he look me over yeah. and it's like and she's frank about it you know it's so like for lack of a better word brave and just she's so i think out of all three of them, i mean they're all so good at putting themselves out there but yeah just that whole storyline with um her being a kumsepa like just falling in love so quickly. Yeah. You know what I wish though? I wish the Taehun character who she falls in love with was played by an actor that looked a little less like a celebrity. Cause he's yeah. just so damn tall and like yeah. very statuesque. I was like, oh, it would have been even sweeter if it was like a single dad who's like, like a little a, like a dumpy one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, he was but... too like sexy. He was a he was a DILF. Yeah. <laughs> He was a dope, yeah. yeah or yeah, yeah. I mean, I just can't believe this writer's ability to, because even the smallest ones, like we really got a glimpse into their lives, like the oh my God, stories yeah. and hearts of um, Taehun's sisters. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, who, who, the Kumos who chose to like forsake their romantic lives because of their knees, which I think is such a foolish thought. Yeah. I mean, it is. You it's an totally have, You can totally, you know, have a love life and still yeah, do this. They can have it all. That's a that's what we call a limiting belief, right? It's like they they had trouble with romance probably and they probably gave it up to an extent because of fear of heartbreak and this and that and they decided to use their their niece as an excuse to remain single yeah. and be yeah. a fucking mochanya when they have no reason to do that they can have it all yeah. but though those women are kind of like caught up in that limiting belief you know? i think so i wish someone would have called that out in the show like well, actually, we're calling it out now we're calling it out yes now. we are so that was like also i wonder if that is a very like korean way of thinking too like like you should it is only serve one purpose and well that one has a homo and well 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 think about you know uh korean femi- femininity and the whole like resentment the hunt around that it's like 
sacrifice, martyrdom, victimhood, yeah. you know? I mean, that's a whole fucking thing, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Um, and we, we saw a little bit of that when the mother dies, right? When, when the yeah. three siblings' mother just suddenly dies. Suddenly. That was just so shocking. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. And and then there's this moment when Kijang, like when they're all like feeding the father, and then she says to Mijang's like, Oma died from exhaustion, like overworking. Because yeah. they, they didn't realize like she was working the field and she was making three meals and she was cleaning the house. Oh. And it's like she was working every single day of her life for like for as long as she was married to this man. Yeah. Yeah. And and like the the siblings and the women, right? The daughters, they finally get a taste of what their mom went through every single day yeah. of their lives. Yeah, yeah. It was in the beginning. I, I I kept thinking like, God, the mother is so grumpy to the children. The mother, but then like it kind of makes sense. And you're that overworked, and she does get that moment when she's like kind of yelling at Changi, but then she looks at a childhood photo of him and I says, I love that scene. You, you've just grown in size. That's, it's the same you. She had such love um, in her eyes when she was looking at that photo of him. Yeah. But that's how a mother looks at all of their children, right? Like your children may grow. I'm sure your mother looks at you with like, has similar moments. Like she, there's probably a, a time, like a certain age, of you in her mind that she holds that she's like, yeah. oh, like you know, when Han was this age, like, oh, yeah, know, my, my mom flat out right? says like her happiest years were when we were like between the ages five and like thirteen. She wow. says everything just went to shit after that. <laughs> but but you know, I understand that sentiment too. Like your children are more in your control when they're that age and sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they listen to yeah. you more, things like that. Yeah. Were you shocked when the father got remarried? remarried? I was really stunned. I was like, I was actually heartbroken. Like, I, I felt my eyes tear up a little bit. I was like, damn, he got over her fast. Or, you know, like, I'm mean, honestly, that that scene when he shows up at the house and that strange woman comes out and she says, yobo, and then he comes kind of like puttering out, like with a limp. Yeah. I, my heart sank. I was so heartbroken. And when when uh, he's inside the house and he looks in the rooms and the rooms are full of like pumpkins and it's like storage room, basically, yeah. I was gasping. I was like, <gasps> I was like that because for a moment, like a split second, I thought that maybe those three siblings were never really real. And Kushi oh was just, yeah, like my whole body was like it went into a shock and my brain was oh. fucking with my head i was freaking the fuck out i was like i'm freaking mm -hmm. out right now yeah. and then when he says oh they all went into the city i was like oh thank god thank god he didn't imagine them with his crazy alcoholic brain you know <laughs> that would have been so that would have been too tragic it would have been a horror movie that would have been yeah, a horror yeah. horror show after that yeah genre. but it crossed my mind but for a second yeah. They really like during those last three episodes, they really do a lot of back and forth in time of mm -hmm. like right right after the mother dies and then yeah. like two years later. And, yeah. Um, and I, they did such a good job, like only just sharing a little bit. Like you could, we could tell that the siblings got along with the stepmom and that little moment where the stepmom looks out the window and like yeah. it's snowing and she's like, wow. 
this is the day I've been dreaming of, like just sitting with your dad and like, oh, there's something authentic and sweet going on there. That moment was so important, I feel like, because it gives a glimpse into perhaps the Komodo's future, right? Like, who, what is this woman's past history with love and romance and marriage and men wow. that she thinks that this guy who's very, very detached, very uh -huh. just like, you know, he's not loving. He's in the other uh -huh. fucking room watching TV. He's ignoring her flat out. And no, she's... I don't know. Maybe after after the TV goes off, maybe there's some. <laughs> maybe there, maybe there's fire. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You never know, right? I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good point. But it's like, yeah, it kind of gives into like the the woman's loneliness, you know, and that like yeah. woman woman does want and deserve love, and she can say that flat out, like Mijong said. I, she kept fantasizing a romantic partner who adores her, loves her, sits there and watches her work at the cafe. Kept fantasizing, kept fantasizing. And the day that Kushi shows up at the cafe while she's working, oh she's my like, god, oh my god, swoon, so sweet. I'm manifesting that, what that I moment? what I've been dreaming about. Yeah. Oh my god, just like yeah so simple too they're not even doing much he just comes in orders a beer sits at the other table and just sits there but she's just like this is all i've wanted but isn't that all we want you know mm. like we don't ask for men have such a fucking weird concept of like love you know i once i was on stage one time and i was like yelling at a room full of like male comics i was like do you know what women want more than anything i was like women want to feel safe and the men go, yeah, I'm real strong. You know, I could punch a dude out. I was like, that's not what I'm talking about at all. At all, you fucking idiots. That's why I'm talking. Listen to me. What I mean by safety is a woman wants a partner who will never judge her, who will never ask her to change herself. He will accept her for who and what she is, like, completely, you know, and have no expectations of her. And you will just love yeah. and appreciate her for who and what she is. That is safety. That is real safety. That's what I mean by safety, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what we want is so simple. It costs nothing to do that. And yet, yeah. what do they do? They spend all this fucking time and money trying to make money. And they think that's what we want and what we need. But no, we just don't want you to judge us or tell us what to do or tell us to change. We just want you to accept us for who and what we are. It's, it's such a, I mean the one of the cores of my liberation note is loving each other just the way we are but i will say it is such a foreign concept in korean culture mm. to, like oh, but why not why don't why wouldn't anyone want to be up an upgraded version a better version of themselves so i yeah i hope that like a lot of people who constantly live in a mindset of, of I'm not enough. I have to get better and better. Like would it would shift something yeah. in their head by watching it. But just that's one example. I mean, like when Mijong says like, Oh, just suddenly one day I just realized I'm very lovable. You know, yeah. that is being that's in flow. Like that, that is alignment. That is alignment. It is. Yeah. Mm hmm. It is, and yeah, yeah, you could say that it was because of Kushi, but not really. No, it was her own liberation path. 
that was her choice yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i love that you call the liberation path you know like that saying i love myself like i finally find myself lovable and adorable that's winning that is winning people like okay years ago um i was in korea and i was talking to my mangneimo my youngest aunt on my maternal side and she mm -hmm. she was like talking to me about this and that she's very buddhist and um uh -huh. i was complaining about my uncles i was like why does like kun samchon and chagun samchon call me fat all the time he they're all as soon as i see see them i 100% they're going to say oh no salchonne oh no shijukanni they're going to say those two things and then i was like i was like if they say that i'm going to fucking clap back and then she says to me wow oh my god how would you clap back i would just be like that's rude you know like 그런 말씀하시는 게 you know, so I would have, I would have said something like that to them, or I would have just say, or something like that, right? But um, yeah. my emo says to me, you have to understand that everybody in this present moment, in what they are and how they are, they are at their absolute best. She's like, you have to realize that they are at their absolute best and they are doing their absolute best in this present moment. You have to accept that. And even if I, they are shitty as hell. Exactly. Exactly. Even when they're punching in the face or they're murdering you or they're killing you or they're killing your daughter, whatever it is that they're doing, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing, you have to realize that they are operating at their absolute best in that moment. Yeah. In that moment, they're doing their absolute best. You got to accept that. And of yeah. course, I say to her, I'm like, that's not fucking true. We all got to fucking try to improve ourselves, don't we? Right? I mean, that was my human egoness talking. But years oh. later, years later, oh. after I like read all the Buddhism books and after I do all the meditation shit, after I do all the fucking law of attraction work and blah, 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 blah. I understand what she's talking about. She's saying that, you know, like what these people are saying, accepting somebody for who and what they are. This guy's a fucking drunk, alcoholic, piece of shit. You know, he abandoned her at one point. You know, he's a thug. He's a bully. Yeah. He's an I mean, asshole. that his he's he came up in the host bars, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. He was a this writer is she really like touches in on like interesting careers. Oh yeah, the under the underworld, right? Yeah. We um uh, you know like in my mister we have the the guy, the the gangster the guy who's a structural guy. engineer. Oh. Oh yeah, well, the structural engineer, but I'm talking about the the guy who beats up I use character, you know, for What's money. his deal? Is does he have a crush on her too? Does he like her? What is going on? Yeah, yeah, when they're actually you'll you'll see eventually, but they were childhood friends actually. Their history is oh. really complex. It's very, very. Because I know she murdered his father. His dad, because his dad was the same guy. He was this loan shark bully guy who was beating up her grandmother, and then she stabbed him out out of self defense. And he is mad at her because he she murdered his dad, and he's doing the same thing as his dad in terms of career work, like a fucking loan shark thug asshole woman beater you know yeah. and um you know so, so she 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 makes us look at the underworld in a very like frank 
open manner. It's like, no. this is, this is part of the reality that we live in, in our urban society, look at it. And, and yeah, um, the underworld too, but also just like the work that Tangi does, like he works for the headquarters of like GS 25 type of convenience store. Like, oh my God, like, like, of course there would be somebody who like is in charge of like the, those stores. Yeah. The office. And, um, yeah. Have you seen the other Oh Hey Young? which is this Hakeon's, okay. um I'm trying to watch that show and I just can't get into it. Like I tried multiple times because I loved uh, my Mr. So much when it came out that I was like, I got to see everything by this woman. I tried a bunch of times. I can't get into it, but did you watch it? I, I started watching it, but then I'm not a fan of that actor, but again, his job is like a fully sound artist, which is like not oh, a job that's filmed that much. So I'm like, Oh wow. Oh, she really like, point like sort of yeah. marginal marginal jobs not like yeah. star jobs but marginal jobs that people don't really talk about or know about like even a structural engineer is like not an architect an architect is glorified yeah. structural engineers right. are not yeah so she just seems like a type of writer who really goes in on our research and just there's i don't know i just I don't know, like, because I also do the writing, my first reaction after like really getting into my liberation note was like, oh, fuck, I'm never going to be able to write something like this. Don't say that. Like, but yeah. then I'm like, no, yeah. it's it all, we're Come all connected. On. We're all, yeah. We're all but, connected. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And also yeah, you, are, just, you are a really good writer. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also feel pride in the fact that people like us, like we're able to like appreciate the genius in my liberation note not everybody gets it i think most but people several don't, of my friends, yeah several of my friends in korea said they their whole like joy of life during these these eight weeks was watching the oh, show love this show so much yeah yeah every um, weekend also every weekend. Yeah. i love the guy with the glasses who is in the liberation group with with Mijong and Taehoon, he he's he must be like this writer's like favorite, favorite. actor because yeah. he's also in <clears throat> My yep. Mister. Yep. I just like oh, when when he says like, can we like sit side by side somewhere together instead of mm -hmm. sitting in front of each other? Like mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, they're they're in this corporate office, a white collar space where assimilation is so important and saving face is important, assimilation, like doing whatever the group says and does is important. And these three people are like nonconformists, you know, like it's like yeah. they're, they're uh, performing or politically, like, I don't know, they're act acting out political radicality in a really small yet very significant and meaningful way. It's like even yeah. sitting in that way, even saying this is our club, you guys keep fucking telling us to do a fucking club. This we're is our pitch it. and this is what we're gonna do. And it's like to the point where that woman, I love that woman, by the way, the one that can't stop smiling. The, yeah. She was so interesting. Like when she oh. talks about how she can't go to funerals cause she can't stop smiling. Cause it's like a nervous tick that she has. I was just like, dude, dude. Oh. Oh, I also, I think this writer does a great job at like, even in my mister of portraying like really evil, nasty superiors in the oh, corporate yeah. world. 
Oh yeah. What did you think about this like manager guy of Mijong who would like give her notes like with these oh he's such an asshole. I, I even thought like is that possible in the current I don't know corporate atmosphere but i know nothing about that i mean probably probably you know like the thing is um i don't know have you ever worked like in an office before or no no okay so you're lucky i've worked in an office before and everybody who's worked in an office has that one person like somebody in their office drives them fucking insane and they fantasize about that person getting killed in some way all the time it's like Offices are some of the most dehumanizing spaces in the world. The most. It's like humiliating. It is like they cut down your self-worth. They cut down your self-esteem. They make you feel like shit minus, you know, like yeah. negative shit. Somehow you're yeah. negative shit. You're yeah. shit and then you're negative. You're below that, you know. And but that's like, how they make you feel. And so I think maybe the, the show was like maybe dramatizing that. But it's like, I recognize that guy immediately. I was like, I know exactly who that is for me in my memory. And anybody who's mm. worked in an office and they have that person, they have that. They're like, I know what that yeah. person is. And it feels like that. It feels that um, personal and that antagonistic and that intense, even though perhaps they're not doing it to be that personal. But it does feel oh. like it, you know? And like, my curiosity now then goes next to, okay, what is, what it, why is he like that? And they addressed it a little bit. There was a little storyline about him. Actually, the changes he made on a proposal, somebody higher up than him was like, okay, it's gotten so he must have a shit ton of insecurities of his own ability. A hundred percent. It's an insecurity thing. Like, um, think about, you know, think about Korean corporate structures. What does it take to get into a corporate office and get a get a fucking full time job? Yeah. Jung is not even a full time employee. She's a temp. She's a fucking yeah. temp. You know, but she's talented. She's talented, but because she's a temp, <laughs> this guy just feels the need to give her a hard time. You know, like, and he makes it obvious too. It's like, oh, like she's not a temp. She's not officially my employee. Like, fuck her. You know, like Ugh. she becomes a dumpster for all of his bad feelings. You know, of course, he's insecure. He's cheating on his wife. You know, of course, he's insecure. Like he he adds value to things like cred, you know, like resume, CV, you know, where people went to school, what their education is, what their pedigree yeah. is. He puts emphasis on that. And that is a sign of insecurity. Like you think that that yeah. equals human worth. Anybody who thinks mm -hmm. that. They are out of touch with themselves. They have no idea who they fucking are, you know? So mm -hmm. um, people like that, it's, they have a lot of like garbage and that garbage needs to get thrown away somewhere and it's going to be a manmanan person, right? And to him, yeah. it's, that's Mijung, right? And she got, she got treated like that by a lot of assholes. Yeah. And again, that's connected to that whole speech of um, like what like the choice to like hate somebody mm -hmm. and or to love somebody yeah. there was a whole thing about like Changhee. oh i also wanted to ask your opinion about this character hyuna who is okay. like close friends with me Jung, and also uh, dates Changhee a little bit. i love her i love her too and like I love her. she's yeah what do you think her deal is she's like such a she's such a character right because 
she's a and oh shit, there's a Hyuna in my Mister too. Oh, which you one? Know, you, you know who she is. Come on, you know her. Wait, are you seeing the character or there's like a similar character? There's a similar there's a parallel character in my Mister. Yeah, the Hyuna. one who owns the little bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The troubled yeah, yeah, woman. The troubled woman. The lost woman. You know, Hyuna's a lost woman, but there's a, and, and so is that woman Chungi in 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 my mystery. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But both of them have. There's one like there. There's a core in them. There is one consistent core in them. They're both extremely compassionate people, like yeah, almost to a fault, right? Like, and yeah. that sort of makes their boundaries kind of a little too loose, and and they seem a little unhinged, but. They're both extremely compassionate people, and I could only read that as pure love. And yeah. Hyuna, Hyuna is like, she's a very loyal person. She's a very loyal friend. And uh, she's loyal even to her ex-boyfriends, right, who are extremely abusive and fucking assholes, la la la. But I loved, I loved Hyuna because of just one scene that she was in when it was in one of the earlier episodes, maybe episode two or one. But she and Bijang are drinking, and it's like it's like really beautifully shot like it behind them everything's moving fast and blurry but it's like the close-up yeah. of their face and Hyuna says to her like you know I'm like this because in my past life I was super quiet and in your past life you were probably loud and obnoxious like me and you know that's how our spirit keeps going you know it's like whatever we did before we're gonna try something different later and i'm like i love this it's moving me so much right now because she's talking about the that eternal aspect of the spirit of the higher self the inner inner being that goes on right these are just vessels our bodies are just vessels and yeah. we're, we're borrowing these bodies and these lives for the time being and just gotta fucking go with it as best we can until we end up in the next one. But I, I really love that moment, that insight. That was a wise mind insight from her. And I was like, I could never hate her because of this talk. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you think about it, both Chongyi and Hyuna, they're women characters who are rejecting kind of the the norm of Korean society. They're neither of them are working corporate jobs. Neither of them are like married or dating in the conventional way. Yep. And yep. yeah. Oh my God. Can you tell me what ends up happening to Chungi in my I mister? Can't. Does she just, I can't, can't. So, it's, it's feel? very, it's very important. Like okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what episode are you on with my mister? I'm on like episode nine. Okay, you're getting there. Oh, I love that yeah. show so much. It's uh, it's every show. I think the first couple first couple episodes, it's like a little hard to get into. Oh, really? But then yeah. it when it clicks. Yeah. When it clicks, I'm very impressed by IU's acting. Oh my god, isn't she astounding? Astounding. She is. Yeah, her stillness is very powerful. Oh my, her control, her sense of control, her groundedness, like that, that quiet rage, like it's like a blade yeah. that's in her. I'm like, oh my God, IU, I am so like inspired, you know, she's so young, yeah. she's so good. She's an amazing actress. Oh, it's, it's, I'm really like deep in it. The thing is, I don't know if you felt this. I felt hella depressed when my liberation note was done. 
Oh my god. I was like the first few days after yeah. it, I was just kind of like, yeah. All, all I've been listening to on the subway is the soundtrack. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh my god. I I sometimes wonder if this is a form of mental illness. Like I have a hard time saying goodbye to shows if I'm really into it. It's not a mental yeah. illness. I feel the exact same way. Because these these are stories, right? These are stories and we fall in love with them. These characters were made to feel very real to us. We connected with them on a deep psychic level. And yeah. we're, we're in love with them. And it's like, yeah. it's heartbreaking when your friends say goodbye. It's agonizing. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're, when they move to a different town. So yeah, this is just like, it's like, fuck. you know, Korean shows don't do multiple seasons. I wish they would do a season two. Oh my God. I don't think they're going to do it. But, I, no. you know, the thing is, you can always rewatch it. Like, I started rewatching it like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that it was it was it was it was comforting i i think i rewatched my mister like two no like three four times because i also wow, wrote a okay. paper about it i rewatched uh my liberation notes right after i finished it and um yeah and then i started watching matrimonial chaos to keep the sunsaku train going is that is that worth watching because i've been wanting to it's very silly it was based on a japanese drama and it's a remake Cha Taehyun and Peduna are a couple. That's a very odd coupling. So that <laughs> that weirdness alone made it worth it for me to watch it. I was like, this is fucking weird. I need to see this through. How? Yeah. How is Peduna and Cha Taehyun a couple? Because to me, Peduna, she feels very queer. I mean, this bitch is like so queer to me, you know? And she's very queer presenting, yeah. Very, very queer. Uh, there's something queer about her and i love yeah. peduna you know and i love it comes through in her choices of, of projects she yeah. worked with the wachowskis a bunch of times for for that very reason also yeah. this woman the the writer what is it kim Hyung or Yi Hyung or okay she co-wrote the film the gay film about like it's like two weddings and a funeral there's this gay film uh, made by a gay it's directed by a gay filmmaker who is like uh -huh. openly in a gay marriage in korea but she co-wrote that script so i'm pretty really? sure i am pretty sure Pak Young is herself queer if not she has a very deep and intimate understanding of marginality in society and i think that perhaps that is why all the jobs are you know marginal i think that is yeah. why you know there's like some there, there's like a queer sort of undergirth in a lot of these yeah. characters perhaps but i might have misread this but i think she studied religion too oh so like fascinating Shinate, yeah that's amazing she's, she's like quite older she's she was born in the 70s or even late 60s um i just yeah i just can't believe the i think yeah i love that you started out by saying that it was like the philosophical like the enlightening parts of this show that really it is you. like and it's there it really, yeah you it's can't there. ignore it you can't ignore it it's like I, yeah. I i when i was when i was recommending after the show ended i was like recommending it to so many people and i wrote to my one friend who recently got her uh masters in social like uh, social work and um oh. and she's into like therapy for people of color and like sort of uh dealing with intergenerational trauma and like post-coloniality and things like that 
and I was like emailing her and I was like, please watch this show because it's the most spiritual experience I had with a Korean drama. And I, and I'm, I'm saying that with a hundred percent honesty, it's like, when do we watch a TV show and say that this was a spiritual experience? But this was for me, yeah. it was like going to church every fucking weekend. <laughs> it really was. I mean, that's why like those little references of even the sign that Nijan would see on the subway, it was like a church sign. Yep. And Kushi's like necklace and stuff like that. And it really was an examination of how, what does it mean to really like someone? Yeah. Like to, to like someone, whether that's ourselves or other people. Yeah. Um, I also like that this, the way that the siblings would treat each other would not be overly mm -hmm. like sweet. It's yeah. so realistic. It's realism. Really Asian about it too. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah, like, yeah. That's the thing. There was, there was, this is both my mister and the show. They are heavily realist shows. It's like very realist and, uh, melodramatic at times but it's like the melodrama and the realism are not in conflict with each other it's like yeah they, they aid each other you know and that's that's common yeah. in a lot of korean like melodrama films like from the uh -huh. 30s and shit apparently i don't know like it, it was written by scholars and stuff but um yeah yes. re realism is heavy in both of these shows she's like a realist writer like even yeah. on Wikipedia, Wikipedia put this as a genre, like slice of life genre. And that is like a genre I really love. Like, you know. Yeah. The stakes are lower in my liberation note. Far lower. Far lower. Like, each of them, I mean, it seems very heightened for each of them, but, you know, the stuff they're dealing at work and, you know, like lending money to an ex, like it's all very like everyday stuff. Um, yeah. And speaking of like interesting jobs, like of course the father making us making he's a sink maker. Like yeah. that's also like, oh my god, it just made me think like like that since then I look at my own sink and like somebody built this. He's a carpenter like Jesus, right? Like he's a fucking carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's like that's like a very Christ like job. As it was literally Jesus' yeah. job. He was a carpenter. And yeah. um and Kushi, like, oh, he was so such an interesting character. Like, when in the in the the latter half, at the latter part of the show, when he when we see uh -huh. him like in that role, like drinking, counting money, you know, like kicking people out of the club or yelling at people, like when he gets to that that side, like the asshole side of him, like the part of him that he hates, the the side of him that he's ashamed of. You know, the side uh -huh. of him that, like, is the reason why he sort of distanced himself from Mijang. Because mm -hmm. to him, it's like she's like this pure God thing. She's an angel and he's a fucking Cretan. And yeah. we we saw moments of him being a Cretan, right? Yeah. And it's like, how is that going to be? Like, you know, how is this going to fucking come together? But, you know, it comes together in that in that love moment when he after his young fucking runs with the money and he calls him and says, yeah. you know, I will always be here waiting for you, you know, with yeah. open arms. Uh, yeah. That was she, a moment a of way, change. Huh? She became his teacher. Yeah. Like Guiding light. Yeah. She yeah. was his spiritual guidance. Yeah. 
and she um, has that because of their hibangilchi club that was group therapy that shit was group therapy that they were giving one another they they were healing one another up you know and because she has that that the teaching in her and she got she's she's mended herself she's sturdy when she's in his presence like she's got this steadfast sturdiness untouchable can't yeah. be broken you know and she fully trusts yeah. like she knows she can see it and recognize like no he'll he'll have his moment of comeuppance i just gotta wait and i gotta be patient uh-huh. oh that was a big thing that i that i learned i was like asking myself a few weeks ago i was like why am i so impatient why am i so impatient why don't i have faith why don't i have faith and then the the answer came to me it was like patience is trust it was like that. It was like patience is trust. Trust is patience. So figure that mm-hmm. out. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's what she had. Is, yeah. Without trust. We take trust so for granted. Like, yeah. I have a tendency to trust people easily. Hmm. And I don't think I've been burned by it, but mm. I just. I don't know. I do want to keep on being an optimist in a way. Like, I do want to keep trusting people because yeah, even if I end up being burnt, like in the moments that I'm trusting, I think there is more potential for those for that relationship. And and that yeah. trust expands into your own self too. It's like, even if you do get burned, you're still gonna be fine. You know, like you're you're gonna be fine. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. figure out a way to, you know be okay with it you will that's Uh real trust right it's not even trust in that fucking individual it's like mijong it's like she trusts herself so hard (laughs) so fucking hardcore that she decides to love this alcoholic gangster thug psycho you know (laughs) like whoa yeah yeah and the fact that that trust even bled into her parents. Like, I, I was so surprised when she said, oh, I'm actually dating him to her mom, remember? Mm-hmm. And like, I think she had both of her parents trust. That's why they didn't need to go into that very stereotypical argument of like, why would you date someone like that? No, no, no. Yeah, the whole yeah. pandemic shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and and oh, he's dude. also proven to them like even though he his his flaw is the alcoholism he's proven to them as like a sungshiran worker you know really dedicated yeah. and a good worker and she's like the yeah. mother compliments him all the time it's like you know maybe the two of you were like lovers in your past life because <laughs> you've got such good chemistry and you barely talk to each yeah. other but you just they can intuit each other's next moves and their needs and it's so a cool. it's a beautiful thing um yeah. like when the mother um do you remember the scene when like the mother is at the market and then the ajima is like oh bijangi lost her dog and is she, did, did you find it and she's like what are you talking yeah. about and the camera is filming her from the back of her head and she's crying in the alleyway what did you make of that moment to me, it was she was realizing that even though Mijong didn't show it, she was heartbroken when Kushi left. Yeah. So I think it was like, oh, my baby, mm. who you know wasn't even able to express it to others and yeah. held it. I think there was that like yeah. sympathy for that. Right. Yeah. I I really love those like 
those breaks, those moments when the actors would break like that, because it just felt so genuine. None of it felt affected at any point. It all felt so real when they were moved. Like when Son Sakku, when Kushi was uh, breaking up with Mijang, right? Saying he's gonna, you know, change everything and go back to Seoul. Yeah. And he's like judging her. He's like, you know, like, you know, you live like this. And yeah, yeah. Aren't you mad? Like, why don't you yell at me? Da, da, da. And, and then she says to him, like, it was a little weird, honestly, but like, that's what, that's what vulnerability is. And that's what love is ultimately. It's like being weird and that fucking frank. She says, I want to carry a two year old you around on my back. Yeah. And then he has this moment of like, genuine heartbreak like that's when he starts crying that's when he starts breaking up because she is saying to him i know the real you i know the core you the inner being you and it's that innocent two-year-old kid who is so lovable and i want to embrace him like i want to embrace that you and he starts breaking up because he is so ashamed of who he is, who he believes himself to be, which is that fucking gangster thug, you know, fucking bully, you know, all of that. And it's like conflicting with him in that moment. And he starts breaking up. And I was just like, man, like these fucking actors. I would I would go on YouTube and they would like post like behind the scene um, yeah. YouTube clips. And like it shows them like rehearsing with the director and and um, I really loved watching them. I was gonna say, uh, the way that Kushi speaks, he reminds me a little bit of like Heath Ledger. Yeah. Like I feel like the line, the words come out of his mouth, like they're punching out through his throat. And, and the way he like, yeah. yeah. And like he speaks his breath pattern and always when a phrase or a sentence comes out, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't expect him to say that. Like, yeah, that. like it's, yeah. every line is very unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think he's like, for sure, his special specialty as an actor. Oh my I'm God. so excited to see him as a villain in the new um, Homje Doshi movie. Yeah, the it's film. called, mm-hmm. yeah, the big like action flick. That um, That's kicking ass right now in Korea because he's in it. And people loved he's him so it. much in Hebanguchi that, I mean, he's a star now. He's like a fucking star now. He was great in DP as well. Have you seen this K-drama? I DP? love DP. I love DP so much. I think there's going to be a season DP. two. I, mean, I discovered that actor, Kugyohan, who is brilliant. <laughs> I'll watch anything with that fucking, uh, what is it? Pakein? Pake- what, what's oh, his name? Oh my, he's so cute. Oh my god. My mom oh, loves him. My mom loves him. Yeah. I'll follow him till but, the um, earth. Yeah, he, Sun he was great in that small role too on DP. He, he was in a he lot of small him. roles. He was in a lot of yeah, small roles. He, yeah, yeah. Like he was in Iraq in the military. He was in Iraq. He served in Iraq. He, in Iraq. he served in Iraq. He's a vet? Yeah. For Korea or yeah. America? That I'm not sure. I think for Korea. Oh my God. Holy shit. But he's oh. like lived lives and he's a little older. Like he's like yeah, early he's 40s. 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
you know you know what you and i you know what you and i need to do is we need to make this fucking feature film that i want to make and 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 you got to be a part of the film and we got to bring him here <laughs> we need to oh my god i would love to we, we have to yeah. make him we have to make him our fucking friend that's what we need to do right yeah i don't like, know what way what form but i it's just you know when you discover like just an actor kind of doing next level work like kind of with their vulnerability like kind of magician shit and he was doing some magician shit on my oh liberation my yeah. yeah 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 he's he's yeah. so good in that show because i watched matrimonial chaos and i was like he's so annoying in the I, I didn't like him. At all. I was like, so annoying. Yeah, yeah. But in my in in my liberation notes, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're on my you're on my vision board, babe. You're coming. Yes, you're, you're coming for on me. On the vision board, Sunsoku on our vision board, and we will meet him. We yeah. will meet him. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, direct him, and then oh, that'd be amazing. Fucking yeah. Sit on his face. No, just kidding. <laughs> It's not professional, Grace, but you know, but maybe who knows? Well, how come how well, come male how come male directors get to fuck their actresses all the time, but I can't do the same, huh? What's with that? Huh? Yes, huh? you may. Yes, you can. <laughs> and you should. Um Doctor 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 Grace can do anything. Doctor Grace <laughs> can do whatever she fucking wants. It goes. Yeah. I I really like I've been wanting to like carry that precious feeling after of watching my liberation note and carry that into my days since it's been done. Yeah, it changed you. It's like, yeah, it really changed me. It was like going to a, a revival. It was like going to a retreat. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And for me, like I'm like, grief is hitting me a little harder than I expected with after my dad passing. Like, mm. wow. So I met this show like in a moment where I was feeling loneliness too. So it was like the best medicine. Yeah. Cosmic medicine. alignment. Cosmic alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so happy that we both had this religious spiritual experience. I know. We, we have to start a cult. We have to start a cult called Hibangichi Cult. It's going to be the same fucking club. We're going to do it every fucking, you know, Wednesday night at a cafe Dude, with other people. Shady. Do you have another friend who's like as crazy about it as you are? As no, I am? You're, you're the only one. I, I recommended it to my closest friend so that I could fucking talk to them about it. But no, you're the only one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that that's a. And I, I feel like that's a really good club. Like I would, I would be down to meet like on we Zoom. Do it and it doesn't have to be as regular as once a week. Like once a it week, can be randomly. Once a week, we just share like literally like one page in our notebook, whatever thoughts we had, reflections that we had, and we just share it. And it's like, yeah, I'm down to do it. Dude, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, people go to Start church it. and temples. Yeah, and 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 I like, don't. I you know, I don't. I wish I had it. I wish I could, but I don't. But we make our own. Church. I've been wanting to actually like go to a Korean temple in New York. I might yeah, do go, that soon. go, go, go. Yeah. I think I, I'll. I'll put you in touch with somebody. His name is Vong Pak, and he's a like a drummer, Changu drummer. Oh yes, yes, yes. You probably know him. Probably know and him. I've, I met him through Hyungsuk a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes to a temple. Oh, speaking of Hyungsuk, I was like yelling at him to watch it too. Like, he hasn't seen it. 
he started to see it and he was like it's beautiful he it's was so very cool. like he was impressed by the camera work too it is and so I think well that done director, yeah yeah that director and writer worked together a lot maybe i think the yeah. my mister was directed by somebody else but uh this one was like so there were so many beautiful like filmic moments that i was like yeah. oh my gosh yeah yeah and those like quiet scenes where Mijong is just there at Kushi's place, like it could be such a stare, um, such like a sterile setting, but they really like framed it and like with reflections, it, they it kept it. It was ever so evolving yeah. and like layered. It was so simple yeah. and yet it was like impactful. You know, like that space yeah. was so simple. You know there was nothing really nothing it was like bare very barren but like bare. when the two of them were there together it just felt so full and you know <sighs> and when he made ramyun for her while she's angry yeah your your hands are shaking sit down and eat yeah yeah and and right before he goes back to seoul when they go on a little day trip together and in the fucking by the ocean side stairs? Is no, this ocean stairs? Side, yeah. it was ocean side it was ocean side by a lighthouse oh. and he says to her like Chuang, Chuang e. and and it's like that's him saying i love you to her yeah like Chuang you know to be able to have actors say you know it could in the hands of bad actors and directors, it could have been a very cheesy scene. Like, oh, I want you God. to recognize me. It I want you to been, revere me. But it would have been devastating. Yeah, yeah. No. Just like next time I'm dating somebody, I'm gonna try to use that kind of vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because oh you know, like that's that is that is love though. That's what love is. It's reverence. It's glorifying. It's worshiping. It's praising. We have such a skewed and warped sense of what love is to the point where I, I'm in love with the toxicity of Kushi, right? Like I'm looking at how fucking sick this person is and like the sick part of yeah. me is all turned on. Oh God, I had to change, I had to change my underwear, you know, but it's like, dude, that ain't love, bitch. You know, love is when he is like, he understands and accepts and is there for you and is loving to you and it praises you, says, yeah. says nice things. Like, oh my gosh, when they're walking together and then he says to her like, oh, don't you know, you're passionate. Or, you know, there's another scene when he says to her, you know, something like that. It's like, yeah, because he's like, like you're scary as fuck like because yeah. she was all like i like i'm nobody thinks i'm anything but yeah know yourself you're know yourself yeah know yourself like see what i see he says things like you know like when somebody's stabbing me like i don't blink an eye but you know i'm scared of you you know like oh. and, and i know like that is that is real seeing somebody like that is real actual seeing and being seen that is what that is Right? Like that, that is almost like beyond love. Love is almost like not enough of a yeah, word. Love is, yeah, it feels limiting compared it, to. It's so fucking tainted. Yeah. It's like, 
seeing me for who and what I am and me seeing you for who and what you are and you letting you see me for who and what I am. Like that is actual fucking connection. Like that is deep connection. Yeah. Soul that is soul. With work. that view of words. <laughs> Like you said, you were like these people waxing poetics. I'm like, that's exactly what this, this whole show is poetry. This yeah, whole show was one big poem. Is. Yeah. Oh, even just like little stuff like Tang is yelling at his sister when she cuts her hair, like, mm-hmm. and like, stop fucking with your hair. And she says, like, it's the only thing I can, like, have, she has I control, have over. control over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Nuna, yeah. right? It was, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he she's does. always fucking she with her hair. Awesome. Yeah, and, and it's like she does that not out of spite or like out of rebellion, but it's more like she has to do it so that she could continue to be with this guy. You know, yeah. it's like she did it out of love. It's like I want to continue to be with you. That's why I did this to myself. Yeah. I needed an outlet, and it's like. Yeah, you know, instead of like when we feel all like up uh, the upturned the upheaval in us, instead of going to our partner and like blaming them, be like, why aren't you doing something about this? I'm so unhappy, you know, try and fucking take <laughs> care of it on your own. Right. Yeah. And, and then and then come to them, you know, then they might have more sympathy or they might actually like, you know, you could just talk it out better because the, the madness has now passed. It's like you sort of yeah. went through that big tidal wave and now you can go go to him with calmer waters and yeah. he'll, he'll be able to be more receptive to you because you come to him with calmer waters, right? Exactly. It's, there's so many lessons and there's so many lessons about humanity, you know, yeah. relationships, connection. Yeah, and, and uh, Mijang and Kushi were especially like, that, that was soul work happening. We were witnessing soul work happening. And I was just yeah. like, holy fuck, this show. And I love that in my liberation note, they discuss therapy. I mean, she he even says stuff like, yeah. I'm going to book 10 sessions with you. You um, just listen to me and yeah i do think therapy is becoming more common in korea but it's still not covered by insurance so it's yeah. not accessible and still but I'll stigmatized. Tell you this, they're, they're giving out um psychotropic drugs pretty willy-nilly what are you talking about i just feel like my mother's been on the sleeping pill for a long time which oh, the no. doctor claims it's like harmless and not a, not addictive but um I just know a lot more people who are not in therapy, but do go to a psychiatrist and um, get medication. That's true. Too much, but I was like, oh, it's, I think in America, I think like therapy would always be more recommended than medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or together, or together. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think think you're right. I think you're right because, you know, they have uh, anti-anxiety medication that's kind of like over the counter over there. And they'll, it's like, they'll just take it and. and yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right. But it's kind of like. More, much more conversations happening with like, there's a ton of celebrities who talk about their panic disorders and. Yeah. Um, yeah just a lot of more like therapy, quasi therapy, like reality shows, like where. It's uh, instead of psychiatry, it would be uh, like three grandma actresses, like listening yeah, to people's yeah. stories. Yeah. Well, so well, I- that's actually a common strategy using television as a, 
health tool rather than addressing actual health care. It's like there's a whole theory uh, written about that. It's common in America, too. Like you have shows like The Biggest Loser and they're using shaming, fat shaming as an element uh, to make people shame fat people and hate fatness and go and exercise and diet. So there's like sort of this moral sort of moralizing via reality shows rather than have government pay for healthcare and take care of everybody's fucking health, right? So instead of yeah. government spending, they use television and entertainment and, and shame is oftentimes a big operator in that. And with these uh, weepy sort of reality variety shows in Korea, it's more like um, Han, like Han getting released, you know, guilt, you know, yeah. it's like, finally, finally, somebody's listening to me. Oh my God, it's so sad, but it's like, yeah. it shouldn't, that's not normal. It's not normal to cry immediately as soon as somebody asks one question about your life. To immediately have tears like that. It's not fucking normal. That's a sign of unhealthiness. That's what they don't get. I wouldn't be so quick to tear shame, like, depending on... No, no, it's not about shaming. It's not about tear shaming. It's about, that's not healthy. I know that. Because last year, when I was crying a lot about, like, everything... You know, I didn't realize it, but I was processing some big things. It was a it was a healing time for me, but it needed to come out. And this year, I don't cry as much. It's a very mm-hmm. noticeable difference, stark difference. So my the point big is, you didn't have an outlet, and then yeah, it it's like they're so like repressed. And one TV show is not gonna fucking resolve that. Therapy needs to be a regular treatment. They need to take it seriously. They need to be committed to it. They have to be open to it. They have to want to get better. You know, there are all these like things around it, but you know, I I mean, you know, at at least they have television, I guess, but it's also like, it's still a TV show. It's just a way to start conversation and to- Yeah, yeah, you're right. Feel it become less of a taboo. But yeah, yeah. Because it's still, it's still very stigmatized. You know, like I have, I have so many family members who like, they, they're like, they kind of tiptoe around it. You know, I have a cousin, she's older, she's a mom and she's a wife. And I I was like, you need to go to therapy. Like she keeps talking to me about her problems. She'll get drunk and talk about it. I'm like, you just need to go to therapy. And then she'll go to therapy and she'll lie. She won't tell the truth, you know, because, and I'm like, that's not, what are you doing? That's not effective. Come on. You got to fucking get real. Yeah. She doesn't know how. So much fear. So much fear. Even so much how fear. to be a how to be a patient. You know, that's mm-hmm. even a question. Do we know? Do you know? It's like, it's a whole thing. My, I've been trying to get my brother into therapy and his his response was, I feel like if I do go to therapy, I'll feel more scared that it's like a big issue. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the societal, the, the notion of it. But I haven't given up. I'm still going to keep. And and that. he's got to understand that that's not a social fear. It's a personal fear. He's judging himself for it. You know, yeah. he's got he's yeah. to come to realize that there's nobody to fear but your own judgment in yourself. And, exactly. you know, like once he overcomes that hurdle, once he realizes that nothing is actually ever personal, he'll yeah. come around. But yeah, yeah. Good for you. Like, don't give up, you know? Yeah. I mean, to keep, keep at him. Because it's, we, it's, it's yeah. not as easy. Like some, I'm used to like artistic friends who like were very like practiced in expressing our emotions, but it's really hard to get it out of my family. 
well my mom less she's she's very expressive but my brother I would have to like really dig in because if I, I would know for a fact that something's going on with his marriage but like he just wouldn't wouldn't share also he's a man korean yeah. men and silence come on yeah look at <laughs> the silent father and <laughs> so stoic and quiet even kushi he's mostly quiet but he t he opens up to mijang and he can't stop talking he yeah. can't stop talking to her right it's a there's a lot in there it's like pools and pools of stories and things yeah. thoughts and feelings and he just like lets it out and that's when the healing begins when he's not yeah. afraid to and what a masculine character he was right he was such a macho mask character but like yeah. chatty as fuck when he's with her very chatty same with mijong and i think there's something about like when yeah. one adores oneself more and has less shame like yeah we do get to share more stories once they have the trust with each other you know like when, oh, when i was it's so beautiful it is when i was younger you know, I had this Korean American friend and she would say to me like, oh, I hate it when guys talk too much, you know, guys who talk too much, they're so unmanly. And I was like, really? Wow. And I noticed that her father is very stoic, doesn't, doesn't say jack shit, very quiet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you think that's normal? You know, like, you think it's normal yeah. that a person doesn't speak his mind or doesn't express <laughs> himself? You think that's man? I'm like, I don't want a man <laughs> like that. You know, I don't want to have to guess what he's thinking all the time. And yeah so so it, it has to do with it's gendered too i think in that yeah. regard but but uh in 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 hibanguchi there was that really beautiful moment when after the mother dies like the father's with the children and he says you're all better than i am mm. and they're all crying <laughs> when they take that when they go on the beach when they finally get a car to go on a trip together and 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 changi says i love you to the dad and he walks away <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Changi is there are moments of Changi when he's like going on his diatribe in front of his friends drinking he reminds me of like a stand-up like he's like the stand-up comedian he's of the family so funny he's so yeah. funny and so wise and like the things that he says were so on point it was like I was looking at the three of them as saints they all felt like saints to me it was uh -huh. something like very sacred about all three and i was like wow yeah. every time they speak i'm like learning a lot here uh-huh yeah there's three because saints. ultimately like i mean i loved the way his arc ended up how it tied up with him accidentally going into the class of um funeral directing and his whole like experience of sitting with people passing yeah him with that and then kijong like eventually like becoming um a mother to uh, a stepchild like they are kind of like on these saintly paths yeah and and changi is seem he seems to be the most aware of it like because he says he's like it's like my psychic self knew to sit there beforehand and i just had to arrive at it you know like my psychic self would always lead me to where i need to go and it happened time and time again around dead people, people dying in his presence. And then he ends up yeah. becoming this funeral director. And it's like, it was a mistake, right? He was supposed to go into that other class and he ended up sitting his there. Body and his body, his higher self knew, his higher self knew and brought his body in there. And I was just like, this fucking show.
you know because we all have those it's endless we all have those moments like do you have those moments do you have those like kind of psychic cosmic moments like do you have that happen to you in your day-to-day like through dreams or through deja vu or through just like synchronicity or patterns yeah i mean making the decision to go to korea last year to spend time with my parents ended up being really like yeah a a wise good thing to do um for myself for my family and just like cosmically like I i don't know if i told you this before but like i was able to say to my dad when mm-hmm. we were partying, I was like, hey, isn't it cool we became buddies? Yeah. And I just never, ever thought I would ever get there. Right. And since his passing, I'm having this experience of like kind of grieving the time that we could have had. So I keep on like imagining like, oh, if he was still around and healthy, mm. all these things we could have done together. Um so I just kind of like get tearful, not necessarily in a sad way, but like just like, oh, a sense of yearning of what what could have been. And I yeah. don't know, just a lot of thoughts about like, wow, why why did I hate him so strongly for a long time? And mm-hmm. yes, there are reasons. Yes, there were some forgivenesses. Yes, to all those things. But um, yeah, I think like, that was an example and yeah there are like little small things like that of like oh just having a hunch of like wanting to call up a friend and check up on them and actually yeah. they were really desperately in need of somebody yeah. to yeah talk to yeah. those things i think how about counts. you i have them all the time i have it all like constantly like daily it's like insane how how often it happens but yeah when you texted me that picture that was a moment of like like i think this was supposed to happen which picture oh, oh the the show psyche psyche show the yeah. the mudang dance thing the mudang dancing and then Dude. i was just like okay to ask you about that poster okay vong pak showed me that image on the poster you're gonna see a date it says february 20th 1938 uh-huh every 20th is my birthday and this is when Wait, i was like your yeah february 20th because you're you're also february birthday right february we're both, 28th we're both pisces yeah oh and God. and and my movie jns auto joe iwama his birthday is february 28th yeah there's a lot of february 28th people in my life but um it, february 20th is my birthday and i was looking at this poster and I was like, oh, how interesting. I'm like debating whether or not to do clowning right now. And this woman back then was doing clown performance, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vong Pak also sent me another like piece of artwork. He was like, oh, read this uh, play by Sarah Kane. And I read it. I'm like, oh, this is like really depressing and intense. And <laughs> um, I looked at the date that she committed suicide and it was February 20th, 1995. I was like, how interesting that Vong is sending me these works by these women. Oh. And it's like February 20th is like kind of surrounding them. I'm like, what's the message here? You know, what's the thing? It's like either give up and kill yourself like Sarah Kane, <laughs> you know, or be like this fucking lady who went to America and was dancing like Mudang dance and dancing all this other shit, doing clowning, yeah. doing comedy, doing art, performance art, 
in New York, yeah. in the streets with a Japanese name, even though she's Korean. Yeah. And 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 be that weirdo, be that unique weirdo, be that, yeah. be free, be free. And I was like, all right, thank you. You know, so I, I every time I have those kinds of like coincidences or patterns, I'm like, oh, this is like a, a message here. What's the message? I just got to decode it. I just got to analyze it. So it's fun. It's well, fun to live that way. I, I love that shit. There a few weeks ago, several weeks ago now, um, outside our living room window, my roommate was trying to remove the AC out. And there was a whole nest of mourning doves. It was oh two God. babies. There was a mom. We had no idea while it was like hatching. And and so since then, for like a good 10 days, I would like watch them every morning. So I got to see them like grow a little more and like practice, you know, stretching oh their bodies out. And they eventually left the nest. Oh my but God. One of my, I just like couldn't I was obsessing over them I just would it would be like meditation I would sit on the couch right in front of the window and just look at them yeah you're watching and life happen I don't know and then like during after they left the nest I was walking around in a local park uh -huh. and I could have sworn two morning doves that looked slightly growner than when I last saw them came up to me by the Bro bench yeah because when I'm they were like, babies they knew you you know, like, of course. No, but I, well, in the back of my mind, maybe I'm birds like, do that. With the, whatever first thing they see, they think of it as their mother or family. And they, I don't know how close they were able to see me through the window, but um, but I don't know. I have, I'm not saying that one of them is my dad's spirit, but like, there's something. Yeah, there's why not? Like, if yeah. you feel it, if you feel it, then why not? And why also, not? it's like, yeah. it's like sight is one sense you know but like we're we're all living beings we all have vibrations you know like the vibes are what we pick up on first before anything else and if these yeah. birds can sense your vibe then they recognize you you know yeah. so well, that kind of stuff i'm always like paying attention to and yeah retained by it yeah. do it it's yeah. it, life is more meaningful that way and more entertaining and more magical yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. It's more Absolutely. it's more like my liberation notes. <laughs> this is well, fun. This note, is fun. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you an email. I think we should just even if it's just on Zoom, like 10 minutes a week or every other week. Let's I, I would love to do a hip on your two with you. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. And like, we can, yeah, we can it, it would be a way to like, keep our our respect and love for the show as well yeah it's yeah a it's a worthy enough show for that yeah and totally. then and then we're going to become cult leaders and we're going to make people drink fruit punch <laughs> <laughs> we're going to all make them drink soju like a lot of it even though like i don't drink it's like you have to drink it you have to drink 40 bottles of soju right now right now <laughs> um they're both in my mister and in hibangichi they're or sometimes when they're drinking, the scene that mm. you described between Mijong and um, the friend, mm. where like, yeah, the background kind of gets hazy, but it reminds me of like being on psychedelics. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, interesting. I like that. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The feeling of like being in flow with the friend and just like being honest. It does feel like you're high. They're so I get, like, I still get yeah. high. Yeah. 
that's actually a good point like we could we could uh sort of reread some of their like drinking rituals as like a metaphor for a psychedelic medicinal ritual we could do that I mean, that's a, that's another yeah. way to read things so thanks for that insight I'll, I'll keep that in mind when i rewatch the show which i know i'll probably do <laughs> this was yeah. great this was fun this was great thanks for having me again